Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. It is 10.15 p.m. here on the 24th of September. Thank you for joining me this evening. Misinformation versus different, different disinformation. Sorry about that. Welcome to the show. How's everybody doing this fine evening here on the 24th of September? It is Saturday. Man, you know, fall time. Jeez, I can't even believe it. I'm even saying that, you know. And of course, um, we have the homecoming weekend here in the city of London, Ontario where the Western students party. Hopefully it stays calm. Hopefully people out there behave themselves. We'll see what happens after this weekend. You know, I talked about, you know, um, our, our hospitals, you know, uh, the wait times, you know, even just to be seen by a doctor. You don't want to be going out there and just doing stupid shit and hurting yourself when you have to go to the hospital because you're going to be there for a while. So anyways, so put damper on things and, you know, we don't want that. We just want people to just, you know, have fun and, you know, be safe. So, yeah, and we'll get on this, you know, yeah, last weekend, um, get on the topic of misinformation versus disinformation. And then I had a caller and sure, I'm okay with that. I don't mind going, like I say, I don't mind going off the beaten track, you know, when I'm doing a show. So, but hopefully tonight we can get through this and hopefully, you know, people can get a better understanding, you know, about misinformation and disinformation because it is everywhere. It's all around us. It's an everyday occurrence. From, from just talking to people and social medias, you know, the spread of misinformation and disinformation, you know, <laughs> you know, like Donald Trump's true social, you know, since he's banned from social media sites, you know, he creates his own true social and it's just a platform uh, of spreading misinformation and disinformation. And that's all that is. That's all that is for. So his followers can go on there and, you know, keep that misinformation and disinformation flowing. Donald Trump uses it himself to go on there and rant 
about what's going on that, you know, everything with his investigations that is happening to him. So be careful what you spread because it can just come back and just bite you right in the ass. So, you know, all the information that we take in, we listen, we hear, information has real life consequences. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. This is the Truckers Podcast. Yeah, just before you came on here, um, yeah, this is the uh, the homecoming weekend um, here in the city of London, Ontario. The Western University students. Um, it's a it's a it's a time. For, I guess it's a you know it's a weekend they use to party. You know and. It's a big street party. And sometimes it does get out of hand. And I'm hoping this year that it it stays relatively safe for everybody. You know, I look at it this way. People who go to university, they have the smarts enough. They have the smarts enough to go to university and they should have the smarts enough to behave themselves. We already, we're already at a critical level here with the healthcare system here in Ontario. And we have long wait times if you have to go to the hospital. And if it's not an extreme emergency, you are going to be waiting for a very long time to see a doctor. So now is the time, you know, that I'm... You know, people say, oh, they shouldn't be doing this. I'm not saying don't go out and have a good time. Go out and have a good time, but be responsible. You know, we have this every single year, and it's been going on for decades. So, yeah, that's one of the things that are happening this weekend. Um, I did want to mention, too, before... um, get into this is that um, the federal government of Canada now this is not written in stone um, whether or not they are going to lift the restrictions on travel that meaning that um, for uh foreign foreign countries visitors coming to canada um as it stands right now um you have to be fully vaccinated you have to fill out the the canada arrive app all that information and proof of your vaccines Whether all that is going to end on September the 30th, that is still up in the air. There's talk about it. It's, you know, that's all that's going on right now. Um, The federal government has not made um, anything concrete because September 30th is when these travel restrictions expire. 
Now, before they expire, the government can extend them. And there hasn't been any word on the United States whether they are going to lift their travel restrictions, meaning that even truck drivers, uh, essential workers, and just tourists, Canadians going across the border has to show proof of vaccination to enter the United States via the land border. Whether or not the, the, the U.S. government is going to follow suit if, in fact, Canada does lift its restrictions on travel. This was just recent. You know, the, the, the talk about it, you know, potentially happening because they, you know, we know that September 30th is when these restrictions expire. And all that, you know, let's say for an example, if they did expire, the only restrictions left is, um, I guess it would just be, you know, um, wearing masks, uh, wearing masks on, on planes and trains, you know, for, for, um, traveling across Canada. And when, and when would that come to an end? Nobody knows, but right now this is just something that, you know, it's just floating around in the air right now. Um, so coming into, you know, next week, you know, the clock is ticking on the government of Canada, you know, whether or not they are going to lift those travel restrictions. So we'll just have to wait to see what's going on here. Right. So anyways, um, last weekend, um, I was going to get on this topic about misinformation and disinformation. And then, uh, I had a call in and, um, and that's fine. You know, people call in and, and talk to me and we go off the beaten track a little bit and stuff like that. I don't mind. So, but, um, we didn't even, we start, I start the show a little bit about, about talking about misinformation, disinformation, and we didn't really get to finish it. So the headline, um, tonight or, or on, well, actually the headline on my last show, um, was, um, to be continued. So hopefully we can continue on with this and, you know, um, misinformation and disinformation is, is everywhere. It's an everyday occurrence, social media platforms, just, you know, talking in passing, you know, the misinformation and disinformation that, that is being spread you know, on an everyday occurrence, you know, um, information 
has real life consequences. It can be a literal lifesaver when it is true. Unfortunately, the opposite is also true. Untrue information can cause great harm. Wrong information can spread, causing what has been called an infodemic. Right, more than ever now, you know, for you know, the last couple of years and year two, two and a half years, I mean, look at, I mean, look at all the, 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 the mis or the disinformation, you know, about the pandemic, about the vaccine. Right. So, Experiencing the spread, you know, of two forms of wrong information, misinformation and disinformation, these two words so often used interchangeably are merely one letter apart. But behind that one letter hides the critical distinction between these confusable words. And that word is intent. So what is misinformation? Misinformation is false information that is spread regardless of intent or to mislead. Put a flag in the second half of the definition that will become important later on. The spread of misinformation happens often in our everyday lives. You know, the story, you know, the story just, you know, it, it, it starts out and then it starts losing bits and pieces. And be, you know, someone tells you something, then you tell somebody else and so on down the line. And sooner or later, it gets so far down the line that it comes back to you and you're saying, no, that's not what I said. So with, with, with that, you know, we're not perfect. We can all make mistakes and we do. We all forget things. We mishear or misremember t- details. So by misremembering details that get left out of that out of that information and it becomes misinformation. We tell our friends something we heard on TV or we saw on social media that wasn't really true. 
And if you are spreading around information that is wrong, but you don't know that it's wrong, then you are, well, technically spreading information, misinformation. Because you just, you, you hear it, and like I said, you know, it just, it starts losing parts of the story. So now you gotta, you gotta know, or at, least, or at least try to understand, you know, whether it's wrong or whether it's right. And that's what, you know, we have, you know, that's why we have a brain. Right. And if you're not sure, fact check it. And even go back to the person who told you something and say, are you actually really sure about what you said? You know, like, you know, things like, you know, this is not like, meant to be intent, but you know, these things happen, you know, um, misinformation is an everyday thing. For an example, um, say a party starts at 8 PM, but you, but you for, uh, forget or misread the invitation and tell your friends it starts at 9 PM. You are supplying them with misinformation. Right. But the key here is that you unwittingly spread false information around. You didn't mean to, or even might've had thought the information was true. And we do that sometimes I've done that. I've said, Oh, you know, we're doing this at a certain time. And then realize later on that said, Oh, oh I got to fix that in a hurry because that's not when we are getting together. Misinformation doesn't care about intent. And so it is simply a term for any kind of wrong or false information. Now, even more today, misinformation spreads very easily thanks to technology. Thanks to the internet. Thank you to social media. Share stories that go out all the time. This information, you know, And, you know, you've probably been hearing it a lot more so of misinformation. Disinformation blatantly means false information. Disinformation 
is that knowingly and intentionally spreading it to cause harm. Why are people doing it? Reasons why people or groups might want to spread wrong information. But there's other nefarious motivations lurking behind the creations of disinformation. Now, we know... Perfect, perfect examples of, of, of disinformation and, and people may think, you know, I mean, I've never heard somebody spread so much disinformation in all my life. And that's Donald Trump. telling you that the election was rigged. Baseless claims. And repeating it at every single rally he would go to. Even going to the, to the extent that, you know, with um, legitimate news agencies, that they're spreading fake news. That's disinformation. Donald Trump, once again, puts his foot in his mouth recently. You know, with this investigation going on with Mar-a-Lago and, and um, all of, of the documents that they seized. And then he says, the FBI planted evidence. Now he has till September 30th to prove otherwise. He's got to come up with proof. How in the hell is he going to do that? He was asked in an interview if they, if they, if there's cameras in Mar-a-Lago. Oh no, no, he said there's not. How's he going to get out of this one? I don't know. His lawyers have to come up. And they have to file in court. How are they going to do this? Because everything according to him 
is a witch hunt. It's just an attack on his family. It's not true. When in fact we know it is true. I mean, anybody with common sense, and I know, you know, um, there's a lot of uh, people in the United States, whether you're whether you're you're a Republican or a Democrat, you know how your election works. Donald Trump just starts spreading this disinformation because he lost. Donald Trump doesn't like to lose. He doesn't want to be a loser. For him to lose something is, is like the end of the world to him. And he'll try to hold on by all means. So spreading disinformation and knowingly doing it is intentional. And the other thing about disinformation, ladies and gentlemen, that it is very powerful. It's destructive. And decisive, divisive, and is a common tool that people use. You know, here's the other thing, though, too. You know, um, about disinformation, you know, journalists find themselves in a difficult position when investigating it. While politicians might say something that is obviously not true, like Donald Trump does, journalists generally don't outright accuse them of being a liar or spreading disinformation. This is because journalists cannot usually be 100% certain of the intent behind the misinformation. And they and all writers can be sued for liable if they wrongfully call somebody a liar. I mean, can you be sued for liable if you called somebody a liar, like your friend a liar, and you know they're a liar? Can they sue you for liable? See, in Donald Trump, in, in Donald Trump's shoes, that can't, that he he can't sue these journalists for, for, um, for liable because they know he's lying. They know your elections weren't rigged. And that's been one of his biggest beefs. This is 2022 and he's still throwing a tantrum. Every chance he every chance he gets, 
even on his true social. Well, there's a platform for you. That's where all the misinformation and disinformation goes. Because now people, people can't be kicked off of true social. Because apparently it's ran by Donald Trump. So all the far-right extremist groups and all the far-right propaganda groups and stuff like that, they can all go on true social and spread all this disinformation and misinformation. I mean, don't they have... laws in the United States. When you talk about freedom of speech, I mean, in the United States, you can say whatever the hell you want and there's no repercussions for it. Here in Canada, there's limitations. And that's in the Charter, the uh, Charter of Freedoms and Rights when it comes to freedom of speech. Hate speech comes in mind. You just can't say to a degree whatever you want. You know, social media platforms, I mean, they're really trying to crack down on on misinformation and disinformation. People who continue to do it, they may get like a 24-hour suspension or, or maybe just kicked off the site permanently, like Donald Trump. So he had to go out and come up with his own social media, which... Uh, the true social. I don't know how we can even call that because it's all misinformation and disinformation. Like I said, when distinguishing between misinformation and disinformation, keep one very important word in mind. Intent. Is it intent? Both words refer to types of wrong or false information. Only disinformation is wrong on purpose. And sometimes interconnected And it gets used interchangeably and that starts to confuse people. Use of the word disinformation when you know for a fact that false or false information is being spread on purpose to hurt or damage 
especially a government, an organization, a public figure, if you don't know for certain why someone is spreading bad information, do your homework. I mean, there's people out there, ladies and gentlemen, that are just media illiterate. People out there that only have a one-track mind and they're only going to believe what they want to believe. It's who they are. It's who they listen to. It's what they read. You know, it, it, it is not just Donald Trump. You know, I don't know how long it's been. I think it's been something like 10 years now. Correct me if, I, if I'm wrong. Um, the Sandy Hook uh, massacre. People are saying that it was made up. Didn't happen. It was a prop. Spreading disinformation like that. I mean, that's, you know, going, going to the extreme, you know, when there's a school shooting and you know, it's real. And children lost their lives. And just before the summer holidays of this year, you had another one where 19 children were killed. I can't, I can't even begin to even comprehend why people would spread disinformation about such a serious true event. It's unbelievable. It's not about conspiracy theories. It's about the intent to cause harm. Conspiracy theories, propaganda, deep fakes, fake news. Oh, you've heard that before. Hoaxes, frauds, photoshops scams in the digital age. Misinformation and disinformation are rampant.
and to help sort out facts from fiction. Consult some of the many trustworthy guides and resources to build your media literacy. That's just a true social web or true social uh, media platform out there that Donald Trump has. It's not the only one, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, there's hundreds. You know, I did. You know, with. Um, People spreading this stuff. I don't know if they really believe it themselves. Or they're just that type of person that likes to cause harm. They don't care who they hurt. You know, like over this pandemic, over this virus, over the vaccine. I mean, did the same thing happen when they came out with the with the flu vaccine? I mean, at one point in time, that was something new. You know, the, I mean, the, the flu vaccine has been around as long as I can remember. But we didn't, we, you know, we didn't have, you know, internet back there. Obviously, there was no, you know, social, uh, social media and all that kind of stuff. Not when I was growing up. I don't know, you know, I mean, <laughs> all, all the stuff that has been happening over the winter time too, you know, with the, um, the trucker convoy here in Canada, January, February, the occupation of Ottawa. And then the government invoking the federal, the federal emergency act. And then disinformation starts going on about that. You know, saying, oh, the government's not allowed to do that. Well, government is allowed to do that when it meets that criteria in which in fact it did.
I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I really don't know what to tell you because you have to make up your own mind, right? When you hear or, or you get information about something, you have to make up your own mind whether it's misinformation or if it's disinformation. Sometimes things sound too good to be true. And then you have to decipher fact from fiction. You know, you have to go do your own little investigation if you're not sure. You know, in English, the prefix this, D-I-S, can be used to indicate a reversal or a negative instance of the word that follows for an example Disrespect and disobedience are, op- are opposite or or it is a reverse information. Or anti-information, especially created to deceive and misguide other people. And like I said earlier, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, it's everywhere. It's every single day. You know, misinformation and disinformation being spread being spread every day, you know, spread it spreads faster than a wildfire. It's all around us. And for some, it's hard to decipher what is true and what's not true. And that's why it's so important, you know, not to be media illiterate. Now, getting back to Um, You know, this is like um, with with the Canadian government, you know, and of course, um, the news outlets, you know, um, 
talking about when and if Canada is to end the vaccine requirements in the Arrive Can app at the border on September 30th. That's when it expires. Right, so here, here, you know, this is like basically the last of Canada's COVID-19 border restrictions. Um, whether or not they'll disappear at the end of, at the, end of the month um, with the expiry um, of a cabinet order affecting mandatory vaccinations, testing and quarantine of international travelers. Does it? I mean, I don't know whether this is going to happen or not. So, I mean, that information, I mean, it's out there. And both sides of the border, I mean, I, I mean, border cities, border towns, you know, between Canada and the United States, you know, governments, you know, saying that, you know, it's time to end all these travel restrictions. The pandemic isn't over. No one has declared it over. Now, this expiry, September the 30th, also spells the end of insisting travelers to use the Arrive Can app to input their vaccine status and test results through the app. Um, they may even, you know, let's say, let's say, you know, September the 30th, the government turns around and says, okay, you know what? All these COVID-19 border restrictions are done, just for an example. They still might want to use the Arrive Can app for pre-arrival to Canada. Just like, you know, in the trucking industry, we use the pre-arrival system to go back and forth between Canada and the United States. And it, it, the, the Arrive app, the app kind of works the same way, right? It's sent electronically. So in, so in, in the trucking industry, so all the driver's information, right? Uh, passport or fast card, Right, the uh, conveyance, so the, the, the truck and trailer, including the freight, is all set up pre-arrival. And then once everything gets cleared, the driver gets the notification that he or she can cross the border. 
So why not have the have the arrive can app set up as a pre pre arrival? And it doesn't like even with the trucking industry, it doesn't mean that you're exempt from in a, in uh, in a, uh, from an in a, uh, inspection. Same with any travelers coming to the United States, even if you're coming over the land border from the United States into Canada. You know, it's random. You're chosen to go to secondary for an inspection. So you fill out this arrive this arrive can app as a pre-arrival. Speeds things up at the border. Because, you know, let's say, you know, let's say on October or September 30th, you know, the, 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 the border restrictions end. It's going to be chaotic. Meaning that the border is just going to just be backed up. I mean, most people have a cell phone, right? A smartphone. Most people have the internet. And if you don't, I'm sure you know somebody who does. Whether you're an international, so so all international travelers wanting to come to Canada then we use the Arrive, the Arrive Canada app as a pre-arrival. You just, and then you just fill out your declaration. You know, meaning what are you bringing into Canada? And be truthful about it because just in case you might get called in for secondary inspection. It doesn't exempt you from that. It's the same thing as truck drivers traveling between Canada and the United States. We use a pre-arrival, and we have for years. And it just speeds things, it just speeds things up at the border. At the airports for international travelers coming from abroad. Right. So the other thing, you know, about this, these, these um, restrictions. So um, here in Canada, so um, I believe that passengers must still wear masks on domestic and international trains and planes because that rule is contained to a separate order issued by the Minister of Transport. That's to travel across Canada has nothing else to do with uh, international travel. Now, 
there are sources like government sources they say that they're aware of the decision confirmed that the cabinet order maintaining COVID-19 border measures will not be renewed when it expires on September the 30th. I don't know that for sure. I mean, I would like to sit here and tell you, say, hey, you know what? Yeah, this is great. You know, they're going to lift all the, of the border measures. But I don't know. I really don't know. When these border restrictions always came up when they were coming up for expiry throughout this pandemic, the federal government would then extend them. And they can do that right up to three days or right up to two days before the expiry and then extend it for another 30 days. Now, whether the United States is going to follow suit, that's entirely up to the United States. That has nothing to do with Canada. So if Canada does lift its restrictions, should the U.S. follow suit? I don't know. I mean, governments on both sides, provincial and federal, and, and of course, Democrats and, and whatever, uh, Republicans, you know, they're calling on the government to lift the border restrictions. You know, when it, when it, when it comes to um, just people coming across the border just to shop. You know, to visit friends. We have friends on both sides of the border. Family. Even Americans that live here in Canada, even to go back across the border, they have to show proof that they're vaccinated. And they got to use that Arrive app to come back into Canada. So it just makes people that don't want this was they don't want to travel. You know, people out there were just you know. They didn't know about it or they just didn't fill it out or they filled it out wrong. You know, and only to when that happens, you know, then you get turned away at the border. Between tourism and stuff like that, I mean, Canada, United States, you know, here, here in North America, you know, tourism is huge between Canada and the United States. You know, even trade, 
you know, when it when uh, uh, back um, in early February, um, when the federal government said all um, all federal regulated industries have to be vaccinated. Trucking is federally regulated. That's what upset some people. But at the end of the day, 90% of the trucking industry got vaccinated. It was that small fringe that didn't. And that's when that big protest started, the truckers protest. That's how it originally started. It was the truckers protest. And then these far right groups, they thought, you know, this was just a perfect timing. We just jump on the backs of these truckers. and use them for our political gain. Yes, here in a democracy, we have the right to protest. You have a right to, to gather, you have the right to voice your opinion in a legal fashion. and being responsible and behaving yourself because there are rules. Now to occupy a city and blockade the roadways and blockade the infrastructure harassing intimidating impeding others is illegal And that's what it became. So, you know, by lifting these, these, these rules, you know, um, these border, the COVID-19 border measures, um, whether or not they're going to be 
um, renewed. You know, I mean, today's the 24th of September. So in six more days, even before that, the government has, you know, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, has to make that decision whether or not these are going to be extended. And if it's not going to, if, it, if, if, you know, if they're going to extend them, I mean, be prepared. You know, it's going to upset a lot of people. going to upset politicians on both sides of the border. And let's, you know, if we do, if, if the government lifts these border restrictions, there's no telling what the American side is going to That's going to be up to the United States. Whether they're going to follow suit. Or they're just going to keep it the same. That everyone crossing into the United States must show proof of vaccination. So now, like I said, like being as it stands right now, you know, foreigners who aren't vaccinated are simply banned from Canada unless they fall into the specific category, such as an airline or a boat crew members, those who need essential medical treatment, diplomats or, or temporary foreign workers. Right. And the cabinet order also spells out that vaccinated travelers will be selected for random COVID-19 testing and requires travelers to submit their vaccine proof and test results electronically. That's through the arrival can app. That's as it stands right now. Right. And then, you know. They're saying that. All that will end when the clock strikes midnight on October the 1st. I don't know. We don't know. The tourism minister would not confirm the decision. Right? And are they going to scrap? Are they going to scrap the Arrive Can app as well? Right? So... I don't, you know, I think that they will, will, um, I think that they'll keep the arrive can app just for a pre, for just to be for just for a pre-arrival, right? So it can be turned into a digitalized border arrival tool. Right. And now that people are flying into certain airports, you know, they can use it to fill out their customs and immigration form instead of the paper version.
right? We, like I say, we use the electronic version here in the trucking industry. And we've been doing that for a long time. Now, the other thing here, too, you know, what they're saying here is, is that the, you know, the orders, um, or they, if they do expire, it also means that the Minister of Health will no longer be able to quickly bar citizens of Pacific countries facing COVID-19 outbreaks from coming into Canada. That measure would be used to ban people from India and certain African countries or whatever we did, because we did do that, right? And Canada's COVID-19 border measures have been evolving since the potential, well, since beginning of March 2020. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, you know. You know, I don't know where they got this from. Um. They're saying that um, ever since it was, you know, introduced the Arrive Can app, um, it said it has killed jobs. You know, the pandemic killed jobs, suffocated economies all over the country. The pandemic did that, and we told visitors visitors they weren't welcome in Canada. Well, everybody was always welcome here, right? This is the fact is, is that we were in a pandemic. And like all countries around the world, I mean, they were trying to stop the spread and and just closing their borders. It was just common sense. So I think this this is coming from I think this is coming from the uh, the conservative uh, party of, of Canada, um, you know, coming up with this crap that, you know, since the introduction of this Canada Rive app that it had killed jobs, which is bullshit because <clears throat> the pandemic killed jobs. Suffocating economies all over the country. Pandemic did that. Nothing to do with the Arrive Can app. And it had nothing, you know, this is like this, again, you know, it's like misinformation, disinformation and in, in telling visitors that they weren't welcome to Canada. But that's bullshit too. You know, alongside with this unscientific vaccine mandates and mandatory random testing, RiveCam created the longest delays ever seen at Canada's airports. And that's bullshit too. When the air travel restrictions were lifted and people who decided at the last minute they wanted to renew their passports and we're talking thousands and thousands of people. And then you have the airports, you know, not bringing back full staff So 
you know, along with the unscientific vaccine mandates and the mandatory random testing, you know, the arrived CANAP created the longest delays ever seen in Canada. That, that, that is such, the arrived CANAP had nothing to do with it. You either fill it out or you didn't. And if you didn't fill it out, then you've got a problem because you're not going to come back. You're not going to come into Canada. I mean, Canadians can come back, but then they'll be subject to a 14-day quarantine. So this is obviously from the Conservative Party of of Canada, and it's just, it's absolutely, you know, this part what I'm reading you right here, I mean, where it says the arrived Canap had killed jobs, that's such fucking disinformation, it isn't funny. Right, and delays at airports were partially blamed on the arrived can, as some travelers who struggled to get it to work or couldn't or or wouldn't use it, you know, backed up lines. However, the delays have also been blamed on labor shortages affecting everything from airport workers to security and border guards, because you know what, the airports didn't hire every, didn't bring everybody back, so they were short staffed. had nothing to do with the arrived can app. You know, again, you know, it says here too, right? Um, Whoever, you know, backed up the lines. However, the delays have been blamed on labor shortages affecting everything from airport. You know, labor shortages, that was on the airport. That was on the airlines. You know, let's, you know, let's, let's blame the hospitals for having a shortage of nurses. We have shortage of nurses because of burnout. We have nurses quitting. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, people are still getting COVID. But let's just blame, let's, let's, you know, this is the same thing. Let's just blame the hospitals for, because they don't have enough staff. There's a lot of things that were taking place. So you have the airlines short staffed and why? You had long waits for passports. Why? Everybody wanted to travel at once. Everybody had to renew their passports or get a passport. Now, when it came to the mandatory vaccinations and testing at the border for, for, for months, 
you know, they could have had an off-site location instead of doing it at the border. But they didn't. So that caused problems. So like I said, I don't know what's going to happen in the next few days. You know, it's just a wait and see, you know, whether they're going to lift these restrictions. Is it going to, are these restrictions going to end September the 30th? I have no idea. I just have to wait. This is only Saturday. We still got tomorrow coming Monday. So what, what's, what's Monday? The, the 26th. So the 26th is kind of really like. Would be the deadline. Generally. That you know throughout this pandemic. Is when the government would extend. Um. The border restrictions is you it was always been about three days that they would get extended again so next friday is the 30th so tuesday generally so actually the 27th you know That's generally when we'd hear if, if anything was going to be extended, right? So basically, you know, the federal restrictions, and that's on travel, you know, that is federal, has nothing to do provincially here in Canada, right? What restrictions that we have in place is wearing a mask if you are going into the hospital if you're going into a nursing home if you're going into a retirement home to visit medical buildings and that could be including dental eye doctors your doctor's office You know, places like that, where you would wear a mask. Everything else has been lifted, provincially. Provinces don't run the borders, that's federal.
So hopefully, you know, he'll the prime minister will make this announcement coming. See what happens. I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. You know, by the twenty seventh, we should we should know whether or not those federal restrictions are going to be lifted for inter- for international travel. You know. Um, Yeah, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I think I my personal opinion when it comes to the Arrive Can app, you know, they can make it work as a digital border arrival tool the same way as they did for the trucking industry. Speeds up the process. You know, they're saying here too that, you know, um, I mean, this is 20, what, 2020, 20, 2022. I mean, they could have this up and running as a digital border you know, you know, within two years. You know, it gives, it, it, it gives people that timeline, you know, to get use of using it or being, being used to, of using it. You know, they don't have that, like, for, you know, uh, I mean, this, they have it. The, it's digital entries, you know, for, for the trucking industry. So they can do the same thing for international travelers. You know, I think it just, you know. It's, I mean, it's been working in the, in the trucking industry for, for many, many years and it was introduced slowly, you know, to, you know, and when people got used to doing it, you know, and then it became a thing and they can do the same thing with the arrive, with the arrive can app going, uh, being, uh, digitalized you know, for pre, for, for pre, pre, pre arrival. You know, they're talking by, you know, by 2030 that we're going to have a digital border. I mean, you can do that within the next two years easily. Right. So, you know, this, you know, this order, you know, expiration also means that the Minister of Health will no longer be able to equip your bar citizens of Pacific countries. But, you know, 
even right now, I mean, for traveling, I mean, people are traveling all over the place. You know, people are going, people are going to be leaving, you know, for the sunshine states. People are going to be, you know, wherever they're going to be going, you know, Canadians heading down south. Yeah, you got to show that proof of vaccination crossing the land border into the United States. I don't. I don't get what the fuss, what the fuss was, and what the arguments were. You know, really about the Arrive Can app. You know. I mean, there's nothing to filling it out. But it's funny how, you know, and like, you know, it's funny how, you know, we, when we talk about disinformation and misinformation and then You know, this deputy conservative leader saying that ever since it was introduced, the Arrive Can app has killed jobs. I mean, that is just so untrue. And it suffocated the economies all over the country. That is so untrue. The pandemic caused the job losses and hurt the economy all over the country. Not this arrival can app. And then this is also, you know, disinformation and told visitors that they weren't welcome in Canada. That is not the case. It was simple. I mean, it was just simple rules, ladies and gentlemen. Get vaccinated. You don't want to get vaccinated, that's up to you. And it wasn't just Canada. And it wasn't just the United States. And it wasn't just the United Kingdom. You want to travel? Then you had, you had to be vaccinated. Plain and simple. Everybody has that choice. But this is what I mean about spreading disinformation or misinformation. I'll tell you right now, this isn't misinformation from, from the, from this, um, um, deputy leader uh, of the conservative party here in Canada saying that 
you know, this Arrive Canada app has killed jobs. That's so untrue. Just, you know, when I'm talking about disinformation, you know, because they always like to blame, lay the blame someplace else, on lay the blame on somebody else and spread disinformation. When it's plain and simple and it's right in front of your face that they know and everybody knows the pandemic killed jobs. The government didn't kill the jobs. The pandemic did. The arrival can app didn't kill jobs. The pandemic did. It's unbelievable, you know, when you when you when when people can stand up, you know, whether you're an American politician, Canadian politician, or or your politician in the United Kingdom, and you stand up and you're and you're the opposition and, and you just lay and blame on, on the other parties. You know, just just like, this, you know, you lay and blame on the government because of all the backlogs at the airports, all the flight delays. They didn't blame the airlines. Airlines canceling flights. How's that the government's problem? How's that the government's fault? Airlines are a business. Airlines are federally regulated, like all aviation is federal regulated. So where do we, so where do we blame? So who do we blame for all of this? Blame it on the pandemic. And just like said, you know, I mean, even in your own country where you come from or where you're living now or or listening from now, you know, You went through the same thing as everybody else did. The Spanish flu, 1917, 
governments did the same thing. They closed their borders. They shut down businesses. They closed their schools. Of course, they had to wear masks. The same thing. didn't have vaccines then and there wasn't going to be any vaccines but today's society is much different back from back then too or is it Or is it just because people, it, people, you know, in today's world has so has so has become so complacent, and and taken their 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 rights and freedoms for granted. Now we're coming into the flu season. COVID is still here. How long will COVID be here? I don't know. I have no idea. We've had flu season for as long as I've been alive. As long as my father has been alive. Flu season hasn't comes and goes every single year, right? Is COVID going to be a, a seasonal thing? Will it, will it just taper off to be a seasonal thing? A lot of same with the flu? I don't know. Or is it just going to be an, a, an everyday occurrence? I have no idea. I have no idea. Is this something that we're going to have to live with? Probably. So, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, just, you know, when it comes to, you know, disinformation and misinformation, we all have common sense. And we all know how to use our common sense. 
And we know we have the resources out there to fact check. And there's no excuse for being, for people out there being media illiterate. So I uh, thank you for joining me this evening. It is 11.48 p.m. here in Southern Ontario, Canada. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Tomorrow will be in Sunday. And of course, back to the regular work week. And uh, weekends are just too sh- too short. Can't get I can't get everything done in the weekend. Just can't. So enjoy what's left of your weekend, and be safe out there. Take care. Until we meet again. And uh, that'll be Sunday evening. I'm thinking 9 p.m. Sunday. Tomorrow, Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's when I'll be back out again. And of course, what do I have up here? Bring this all the way down to the bottom. Um, yeah, we can, uh, this uh, new Bill 7 that was just came into law on September 21st and what that is because we're having this um, health crisis always called well it's not a health crisis it's a hospital <clears throat> bed shortage crisis. And what this Bill 7 is doing is having our most vulnerable who are in hospital for long-term care, who've been there for a while, will have to move to a nursing home, and it may be not of their choosing, And if they refuse, then they can be charged $400 a day. We can't fix one problem at 
and we just create another one because we don't have spaces in nursing homes. It's a six months, six months wait time and sometimes even longer. for people to, who have to go to a nursing home. But this Bill 7, you know, it is just a Band-Aid fix. Government putting a Band-Aid on an open wound that needs stitches. And they think it's going to fix our shortages of beds. So we'll talk a bit about that tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then, of course, you know, we still have the homeless crisis going on. And we'll talk about what I've seen lately. And um, again, I'm going to be back around in that area and see if it, you know, if anything has changed or, or what's going on with that. And I have seen people um, setting up tents in our in our park that it's a it's a centerpiece of our city here in london ontario it's right in the center of downtown it's a nice it's a nice park and just recently we i've seen this and um it's happened before that turned into a tent city so kind of keeping an eye on that and um talk about the homeless crisis, obviously, that we are seeing here all across Canada as well. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your evening. Like I said, enjoy your, your weekend. And if you can join me tomorrow night at 9 p.m., that'd be great. If you can't, I understand. So take care. Uh, have a good night, ladies and gentlemen.
yeah Make all the demons quiet, yeah We were built to thrive, yeah I think that we've all had enough Keeps you up at night, yeah Make all the demons quiet, yeah We were built to thrive, yeah